A Little Mouse at the Opera. Un Opéra de Paris podcast, sponsored by Jacadi. Act 3. Chasing the Magician. They're so beautiful. All oh, their movements are so perfect, so graceful. Yes. Oh, look, she looks like she's about to take flight. Well, that's normal. You know, she's playing a swan. A swan? Yes. You mean like a big white bird? Yes. In fact, she's Odette, a princess who's being changed into a swan by Rothbard, the evil magician. <gasps> see that one over there? You mm -hmm. see his prince Siegfried falls in love with her. Oh, yes. Anyone can see they're in love. If Siegfried marries Odette, the spell will be broken. And she'll become human again for good. Oh yes, that would be brilliant! So now there's a ball where the prince is to announce who he's gonna marry. But Rothbard, you know, the evil magician, mm -hmm. arrives with Odile. Odile? Rothbard has made sure that she's the spitting image of Odette. So Siegfried dances with Odile but thinking it's Odette, and she's the one he chooses to marry. When Odette arrives, he realizes that he's been tricked, but it's too late. Are you crying, Lucy? Poor things. It's so sad. You're right, it's so beautiful. Okay, okay, bien. Bien les choux, pas mal du tout. Euh, J'ai vu, vu un petit truc, euh, Seoun. Euh, ça, c'était bien. I've just, I've just thought about something else. Rôle, If the magician can change a princess into a swan, he must be able to change a mouse like me into a ballerina. Oh. I'm a swan robot. <laughs> no, Lucy, Lucy. They are fictional characters. They don't exist for real. 
His old age making you sucked in the head. What are you saying? Since the Swan Princess is right there in front of us, then it makes sense to the magician to exist too. It's a dancer playing that role. It's not a real magician. A fake dancer who's able to change a princess into a swan. I highly doubt it. Are you being silly on purpose? Oh. It's just a fairy tale, a story we tell, but it's not real. You're talking nonsense to me because I'm little. I know it. Okay, if that's the case, I will go find him all by myself. That's it. Good luck then, and good riddance. I'm tired of that party pooperat. I was determined to lay my paws on that crossbar. I searched the building from the top to bottom. I stumbled upon the cafeteria where the opera house's employees go to eat. The problem is that I don't know what Robert looks like. He could be anyone. That being said, an evil magician wouldn't be laughing with his friends like that. I took the opportunity to nibble on something before I resumed my search. Eating helps to recharge your batteries. Mm. Mm. I went up to the top floor under the roof. There, I saw a woman doctor hailing a dancer. When I went back down, I saw lots of offices with people busy typing on keyboards and clicking on their mice. Indeed, there are all sorts of mice in life. But that sort of machine isn't my thing, really. I also saw tourists on a tour of the Palais Garni. At the end of the day, I was exhausted after passing up and down the huge building in every which way. And I still hadn't spotted any sign of the magician. I walked through the rooms where ballet lessons take place. They were completely empty, except for a man who was tuning the pianos. <sighs> Magicians don't tune pianos. I fell asleep in a corner. When I woke up, it was nighttime. It was getting dark in the building, and it was almost empty. I went down the beautiful staircase used by spectators. It makes me feel like I'm someone important, like I'm a princess. <laughs> But who are those big metal ladies? They're not moving at all, like the giants on the roof. At the foot of the stairs, there were two statues of women. They were holding lights that were shaped like chandeliers. They weren't as scary as the statues on the roof. So, I went for it. Um, excuse me? Ladies? Have you seen a magician by any chance? Ladies? Hello? They didn't answer, of course. I was starting to feel a little worried, being all alone in such a <gasps> big building. <gasps> Maybe there are even ghosts. I found another staircase leading down <gasps> and rushed towards it. Who's that now? At the bottom of the stairs, there's a splendid and mysterious statue that represents Pelia. Pelia was an oracle, a woman who relayed to humans the messages of a god. And she was Apollo's oracle, the god whose statue had intimated me on the roof, with his golden leer. So really, she was the one who could tell me where I could find Rothbard. She doesn't look very chatty either. Indeed, she wasn't likely to answer. 
Luca, where are you? I'm scared. I was frightened and kept heading down towards the basement. And that's when I find myself in an incredible place. Where the carps are swimming is a pond built by Chalgani, the architect of the Palegan. There was a lot of water in the ground where he was to build the opera house. There was a risk of constant flooding, so he built this huge reservoir which contains 10,000 cubic meters. That way, not only can the water no longer infiltrate the Palegani, but also make the building more stable and a fireman can use it to pump water in case of a fire. Is there anybody? Rothbart? Mr. Magician, is that you? Are you here? Rothbart, is that you? Yes! Oh, Mr. Magician, you're here! At last, I looked for you everywhere. You! You're looking for me? Yes. Are you sure you want to find me? Say, Mr. Rothbard. Sir, could you change me into a ballerina, please? <laughs> An insignificant little mouse like you wants to dance? Really? Yes, with your magic, you could make me a real dancer. of it all my life. You really, really want to dance? I really want to dance. I am a little mouse, I know, but I want to become a great dancer. Listen to me carefully, little mouse. If you want to dance... Yes, I want to dance. If you really want to dance... I really want to dance. There's no magic! There's only work, work, and more work. Capito? Huh? So get to work! Oh, okay. And now, get away from my leg! No! Shoot! I'm going, I'm going! I hobbled him and ran away, and for the falling month, all I did is dance, 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 dance from morning to evening, from Monday to Sunday. Dancing was the only thing on my mind. Around me, everything was running its course. The dancers were dancing, the painters were painting, carpenters were carpenting.
I was starting to really feel at home here. And Luca and I were getting along better and better. There was just one thing. I didn't understand why he had a strange smile every time I talked to him about the advice Rothbard, the magician, had given me. La, 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 Luckily, you dance better than you sing. So, have you made progress on those pirouettes? Mm-hmm. Go on, try again. I'm going to sing for you. Luca continued to sing for me with his magnificent voice until late at night. And after so many practice, I finally achieved a decent pirouette. Yes, the one that was perfect! Well done! Great! Fantastic! (laughs) Thank you! But I still had a long way to go to become a real dancer. One that would be worthy of this extraordinary palace of ballet. A Little Mouse at the Opera, an Opéra de Paris podcast sponsored by Jacadi, produced by Kitsuno with Lily Caruso and Corrado Inverniti, written by Eve-Marie Boucher, based on an original idea of Benoît Husson, directed by Eve-Marie Boucher and Benoît Husson, original score by Cédric Barbier, fully artist Benjamin Rosier and Nicolas Lockhart, sound editing and mix Nicolas Lockhart, recorded by Nicolas Sacco. Executive producer, Benoit Husson. Coordination Opéra de Paris, Caroline Brown, Aliénor Coutin, Anthony Deveau, Inès Piovesan, Winona Tate.